0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor.
1: Perfect diet. And I don't, don't worry, I do call out the fact that there is actually no perfect diet and that I've called that I I've called this a headline just to get your attention. So (laughs) kind of being a bit cheeky about it, really. Cheeky monkey. Me cheeky. I'm being cheeky. Oh, what's that then?
0: Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This
1: with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. When everything is taken into account, the average adult will try about 126 different diets in their lifetime, according to a poll that I came across recently a lot of diets, or a lot of specific ways of eating with the hopes of reaching, let's say, a goal weight, as it seems that's the number one reason why putting oneself on some sort of crash diet. And by crash diet, I mean a diet that's far from your usual. I'm always amazed by what people will put themselves through for say a big event that they've got coming up or maybe they're going on vacation and they're gonna have to show off more of their body than they typically do in a big baggy T-shirt and jeans or the top reason, because they don't like how they look in the reflection of their mirror. I have people ask me all the time, what's the best diet? Just tell me what to do. Some people actually say, what's the healthiest diet? Which I think is just comes from a different place. My first response usually is, it depends now i know i know i too hate that answer when you just want an absolute like a rule book like some sort of map between a and b or a to z i guess really more it is you just want something to follow so that you can get out of your head and get to your goal whenever i hear anyone say it depends i do challenge them to find a better answer because i think it's very possible it depends, it doesn't feel so helpful, but really it seems just I don't know like another roadblock and more figuring stuff out. When anyone is in the headspace of needing a change, I don't know, have you been there, Chris, before where you're like, I something's gotta change, but I don't know what it is.
0: It's never food. I my first thought uh, that, my first thought yep. is never food. I often think about my lifestyle outside of food. so am I am I uh, being lazy non-active? am I sitting in front of the TV too much that kind of thing it's it's, it's never food. I can't remember and, the last time I said to myself, I really need to eat better to feel better right. and I and, and to yes. be honest with the funny thing about that is is that with our relationship and the fact that we've known each other now, uh, for this long, you'd think that would be the first thing that I
1: do. <laughs> no, I'm not not necessarily. Like, look at what we talked about with Una last week. Right. It's it comes from how you feel.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I maybe I just know in the back of my mind that I'm I'm weak spirited. There's no <laughs> chance I'm giving up. Maybe for a night. Yeah. So I haven't hit that point where I think I need to completely adjust my diet right
1: right and that and that makes a lot of sense perhaps it's just my mind when I don't feel great I'm a nutritionist so yeah I would go to a place where you know it's like okay hard right turn here got to do something really different and but that's not going to be for everyone if you're more of an exercise type person you're going to go for a run an extra time or longer, another kilometer or whatever that looks like. So I totally get it, but you know, this is called eat this. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, listen. when it comes to this stuff,
1: <laughs> it is, right?
0: it's your thing, man. It's your bag. Totally. And, and people are coming yeah. to you for answers about these specific things and food. Obviously yeah. it's, it's part of the weapons you wield.
1: Yeah. And it's only part of the bigger picture. And I totally know that. Now, when someone says to me, I need a change or I want to do something different just so that they feel empowered with one small thing because sometimes you think, I'm gonna go and change everything and that's not always the best thing to do. So I typically start with something foundational like just go and drink more water. I actually did did that with a client lately. The number one thing I asked her to do of two things was to go and drink more water. And after I talked to her the following week, she was amazed at how much better she felt. And also, she wasn't necessarily getting up anymore in the middle of the night to what she normally does just because she was drinking an extra liter of water a day. But the other effects were crazy. Further to maybe just drinking more water, is there really a perfect diet? So today on Eat This with Leanne, a diet and a way let's call it a lifestyle or a pattern of eating that I recommend to most of my clients if you feel like you need to follow one and actually this one is top rated in the world <laughs> I know right top rated I know. in the
0: world fancy
1: So what does that actually mean when you say that it's the healthiest diet in the world? Well, a bunch of number crunching happens. Uh, They take things into account like health issues, especially heart disease. That's always number one, diabetes, longevity, and just a whole bunch of overall health scoring. I believe that Spain as of 2020 was the healthiest country in the world, which is really interesting. So I'm going to guess that maybe you've heard of the Mediterranean diet at some point, either mentioned by myself here, or maybe on radio, or maybe read it as a headline that might have caught your eye. The root of this diet comes from a study that took place in the 50s and the 60s, and researchers looked into the diet and overall health of seven countries and found that those in Italy and Greece had the lowest risk of heart disease, which, please understand, is the number one cause of death. So that's really where they tie the nutrition into heart disease. So that's why it's very typical to say that heart disease is the number one thing that we're trying to look at, just to try and measure some sort of successful outcomes, because it comes into so many other Lifestyle factors like, you know, we've got other things that we can look at that happen with our health, like gut health. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast and show metabolic health, which has to do with the levels of of your blood sugar, your triglycerides, your HDL or high density lipoprotein, which is one of the aspects of cholesterol. Blood pressure, waist circumference, and what are all of those numbers without actually using any medication to influence it? How are you within yourself before you get onto that? I can see you laughing, Chris. What's going on <laughs> in your mind over there? <laughs> as
0: soon as you said waist circumference,
1: ah, that kind of yes. got
0: me giggling a little bit because I, I, I don't want to know what my waist circumference is. Right, um, <laughs> but the yeah. fact that it's actually a, a measurement of health and it should be obviously yes it should yeah. be but you know, I, I think about all those people that uh you know you, you you meet them again after 20 years and they're like yep still got the same waist as i had in high school right <laughs> so they that's, still...
1: quite, that's actually very unlikely <laughs> because stress lack of sleep that adipose tissue that happens in the belly or even the visceral fat, which is what sits around your organs, you can really see someone's health in their abdomen, right? The the more that you typically call it the beer gut, or if you see somebody who has, you know, a more extended belly, but slim legs or slim arms or something like that it really is a huge correlation between heart disease and overall health. So I think it's, it's, it's one of the pieces of measurement, but I'm glad that that, that got you chuckling because at, what is it, the belt's? notches the notch on your belt or the holes on your belt that go up and down and up and down so many times you can tell right on this on how comfortable your jeans are or your stretchy yep. pants I if they're not so say, stretchy anymore
0: it's that moment in the change room when you brought the 32 in thinking yeah i'm a 32 and then you get in yep. and you're like
1: i'm not a 32 <laughs> oh, damn
0: oh, <laughs> and then and then that moment of Do I just take the jeans out, put them back and walk out of the store or do I go get the 34? Right. Because it's it's that one it's that little defeated moment of, oh, I need the 34. And in my case, I need the 36. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And listen, the problem is, is once you get up to around a 36 in the waist, but you've got an inseam of a 29. That's a problem. (laughs) Because suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I'm getting wider more than I am taller, and that's a right. pro- that's a problem. <laughs> Got
1: it. I hear you. I hear you.
0: I'm, so- I'm sorry to take us off on a tangent, but. The, the- <laughs>
1: It's good. Cause it's, it's real life, right? Like even, even here in Toronto, you know, we all of a sudden we've got summer weather. So you're yeah. pulling quickly, pulling out your shorts and you, you know, after a COVID winter, <laughs> which probably is worse than any other one yet. You're, yeah. you're putting on your clothes thinking, Ugh. Oh, this really, this really, what did they call it? The, the quarantine 15. It's like, uh, no, quarantine 30, maybe for a lot of people so you're totally on track with what you're saying there so along with a lot of these measurements that I wish that they would do is to look at you know the brain health your mental health your immunity the overarching inflammation do you remember when we talked about that with Julie Daniluk in episode 67 now although heart disease is the most common to measure against I really think that all these other issues need to be talked about a lot more too Okay, so what is this so-called perfect diet? Well, I'm definitely more than aware that there is no such thing, but if that title or headline brought you here, then I'm not gonna leave you hanging. But just so you know, it was a bit of a typical headline meant to lure you in so that you can hear what I've got to say. Now, I'm just a bit sick of hearing people's failures with sticking with one particular way of eating and more importantly, the shame that's associated with that failure. And really just leaving people not feeling good about themselves within themselves, but also how they feel about themselves. Just because you went and went off and thought keto was the thing to do for you, and that's going to solve all your problems, and then you end up as I've heard many clients say, failing at it, which is a pretty heavy word and heavy situation. These diets are not for everyone. So, as I've said before, a diet and lifestyle that works for you is the most important. And if you can ride on the coattails of those who to follow, as I'm going to explain shortly, what I believe to be the most well-rounded, easiest to follow diet, then I believe you will be better off because if you fall off this, it's not like everything is ruined. It's not like all of a sudden you're out of ketosis, which is where you need to be for keto for keto to actually work. So that just hopefully lessens the word or, or the impact of you thinking that you have failed at something in particular. So let's get down to what on earth can you eat on the Mediterranean diet? And also, of course, what not to eat. A quick sidebar before I get there, I'm aware that I'm using the term diet when I say Mediterranean diet here because, well, that's kind of the best catch-all term to talk about when when we're talking about what you eat every day. But please know that this is not only about what you eat, but it's also about a lifestyle. So movement, hugely important, like walking daily is a part of this lifestyle pattern. The stat have made this the healthiest diet also includes, like I said, areas like Spain, where 40% of the population are walking to wherever it is that they need to go. And they're not jumping in the car and just, you know, commuting to the local coffee shop or whatever it happens to be. So while I tend to focus on eating and food, of course, in this podcast and in this episode, it really is only one slice of the healthy pie of life. All right, so let's put this list to your memory, please, and just chalk up and see what it is that you know that you're already doing. So the Mediterranean diet includes vegetables, fruits, fiber-rich and fat-rich nuts and seeds, fiber and protein-rich legumes, that looks like beans and lentils. Then we've got whole grains. Those include whole grain bread. Sorry, not the white stuff. Again, whole grain rice, so the brown stuff, and quinoa. And of course, all those things that make your food taste way better. So herbs and spices that you can jazz anything up with. Then there's an animal protein. Well, that kind of comes from fish. If you want to put that in an animal classification, seafood, that's on the please go to list some poultry and the superfood, as it's been called, extra virgin olive oil. So fats are super important in this diet. Now on the kind of moderate list where it's not necessarily happening every single day or three times a day are poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt. Now there's no milk in there because cheese and yogurt is the byproduct are fermented foods and they actually contain a lot of probiotics, so that's great. On the rarely eat list is more of your red meat. This is where it becomes a little bit difficult, especially in today's busy lifestyle, is because it's easy to go grab a burger and it's easy to go and grab that red meat. But this next list that I'm going to tell you is really where the busy lifestyle makes this trickier. Now, while this, all that I'm about to say is on the total avoid list, I'm fully aware that this is probably going to be on a moderate to rarely list for most people. Most will say that I'm a party pooper, as I'm about to, to list these ones off, but you just can't get away from it. I'm, I'm sorry, I wish I could. And because all these foods, they're just not good. Okay, so are you ready? Are you yes. ready for this? Oh, I'm very ready. Yes. I'm so excited! Okay, ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. Any sugar-sweetened beverage. So that looks like your pop, your iced tea, that bottle of lemonade that you grabbed because you thought it was healthier than the you know, can of Coke or Pepsi or whatever else it is, or that Red Bull. Sorry, Chris, that gives you wings. <laughs> I know that's a favorite of yours. It really is. It's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad, but it tastes so good, right? But we know that it's not good. So any added sugars. So that is straight up the white stuff, glucose, dextrose, or any version of it that's listed on the ingredient list as you pick it up. Because I know from listening to me, I hope that you're reading your ingredient list a little bit more. Now that fast sandwich with the processed meat that is a really easy go-to, sadly processed meat, mm -mm, that's a definite no-no. Hot dogs, they make a really fast dinner and it's great for outside, the barbecue, the picnic, all those kind of things. And maybe even that pepperoni on your pizza, it does also fall under the processed meat to a certain extent. Then there's those refined grains, that bowl of cereal that I know you love to have in the morning. Those crackers that go so well with pretty much everything, baked goods that are made from white flour, and pretty much anything that you buy in a box oh. or a container.
0: No, you can't take away my baked goods. You realize that uh, yeah. my my wife is a has become uh, in the quarantine quite the baker, and now she just started trying her ha- uh, her hat at uh, cinnamon buns. Oh, like
1: she was doing. She was doing
0: cinnamon buns. Okay, <laughs> we're talking butter, man. We're talking. <laughs> uh, we're talking uh, uh, cream cheese icing like everywhere. Like the it's a uh, height
1: and and uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna not have it are you oh. butter tarts was her, her first yeah well, her, she, her first foray and in,
0: into all of this wasn't this it the, during the, quarantine and the butter tart thing is still happening i mean and or like reinvention of the butter tart i mean over easter it was butter tarts and cream egg like cream egg
1: oh. in the butter tart really yeah <laughs> So, so can, oh, we, so can like, we squeeze, okay. like, just like a, like, this is back, not, that's not part of the Mediterranean diet. Just in the
0: back door. Well just, he can just sit in the back in the dark Yeah. and you know, all the grains and everybody up front having all the fun <laughs> and be in the stars. One little guy in the back going, don't look at me. I'm fine. I'm just over here. Yeah. Cause oh. if no
1: one sees, if no one sees it, it didn't happen. Is that how it goes? <laughs> oh,
0: you, right? You're kidding. You cannot walk through a house with freshly made cinnamon buns God, and, no. and not eat one. I challenge
1: anybody. I, I agree i i i wholeheartedly agree that smell of can you remember like going into the subway and there was what what was that one called the cinnamon or something like that Cinnabon. what is it about baked cinnamon that just oozes uh. pie and cinnamon buns and just i mean it's like um is it like pavlov's you know Old reaction Pavlov or something yeah. like that right like as soon yeah. as you smell that then just all these things just go off in your mind all these I happy
0: can... thoughts all this all these all this wonderful these... childhood memories everything starts oh, to ignite i've never I had know. that over a bowl of quinoa i uh, i i not must've... surprising
1: <laughs> not surprising i totally hear you So, so this, this is what I'm saying here is a little, it's, it's, there's going to be some discipline around this, but, but I, but I do believe that what I'm talking about here is foundation, right? right? This is what needs to happen. 80%, at least 80%, right? If you can get up to 90, even 95, and the cinnamon bun is the 5%, (laughs) then, then I honestly, I would call that a huge win because as you know i'm not one to say don't have it because it's life right you get you get so much from it so much energy so much heart centered energy from that you know your wife making it nailing it as she's learning how to do it you know there's a whole whole other situation here that does not come down to the nuts and bolts of all the nutrients.
0: Because she's listening to you more than I'm listening to you. She won't eat the cinnamon bun. She looks at me and goes, here, try this. How's this taste? <laughs> <laughs> so you've converted her, but me, nope. <laughs> oh my God, this is hilarious.
1: You okay. two are awesome. All right, so no baked goods. All right, no back, way, back at it. Yeah, no baked yeah.
0: goods. We got it.
1: Sorry. Sorry. The white stuff. It's all the white stuff. And then that oozy sugar. And then what is it you said? Cream cheese icing. Oh Oh. my goodness. Okay. So another thing, Chris, do you remember when we talked about those refined oils? Mm Mm-hmm. And the corn oil and the vegetable oil. I don't right. recall which episode that was, but that was that was quite profound. I think we both learned a lot that day. I didn't really quite realize just how, how bad they are. But if you just don't have them in the house, then they don't end up being your go-to. Oh, my gosh, I haven't got anything left over. So it's better a lot of the time just not to have these things. So there's all the other highly processed foods that I I think your lovely wife put into that one butter tart. (laughs) Um, So chocolate, candy, sweets, the syrup that you just added to your last coffee order or the tea just to give some flavor and a little bit of extra sweetness. Now, all of those things, sadly, are not on the eat list in the mediterranean diet but again like i said you got to find your own balance so you feel like you're not depriving yourself because i don't believe that that's great but you're pushing yourself enough that you've got that foundation going on so did you take all of that in it's quite the list i know and maybe likely killed your next snack plan right Any information
0: and details expressed during this podcast can be found at sproutright.com or leannephillipson.com.
1: When you focus far more on what you can eat and not just get hung up on all of those things that I said that you can't eat, then actually it doesn't seem all bad. So what I thought we'd do in this week's episode and show is to let's start where I start with my clients. And I've said this before, just start with breakfast. When you think about and you've got that motivation, you're waking up, maybe you've had your coffee, hopefully you've had your glass of hot water, maybe there's some lemon in there too, which would be awesome, but it doesn't matter where you're at. So if you start with breakfast, then you do tend to notice that the rest of your day goes differently. So some of the breakfasts that you could start to have on a Mediterranean type diet would be just whip up some whole grain toast if that's your go-to, but on top of it, put peanut butter better would be almond butter and some banana slices. It's the most simple and fast, fun breakfast ever. If you want to mash it, fine. If you want to just cut it up and put the little circles on top, it's like you're good to go right after that. You could even try a whole grain English muffin if you want to keep a little bit of the, those grains in and- There in the morning, if more going on tend to be gassy towards the end of the day, or you find that your your 32 inch pant or 36 inch pant is like I need to go up another two inches by the end of the day, then try some other things other than having uh, grains or bread first thing in the morning. Now, an English muffin, you can pile high with all sorts of hearty toppings, something like hummus, because that's a real Mediterranean type food. You could even just mash some beans on top of it. Of course, avocado and egg is one of the most popular things to do. Now, one of my favorites to start the day off with is some greens with an egg maybe like a six minute boiled egg because it's still nice and oozy and then I put that on top of my greens sometimes I actually will wilt them first and then throw them into a bowl but otherwise I take a handful of spinach sometimes baby kale I much prefer to actual kale because if you don't eat eat, if you don't eat kale and massage it well enough then it's just really it's just a lot of chewing going on there kale is not my favorite vegetable but baby kale is actually really lovely now then you Bring out that amazing extra virgin olive oil, drizzle that all over it, squeeze some fresh lemon if you can do that. And I love hemp seeds on top of this, they've just got enough crunch going on and a little bit of taste. So that is one of my favorites. And I'll post a picture of the bowl that I make on a regular basis so you guys can get some inspiration on what that looks like. Now, another fast and easy breakfast could just be some plain Greek yogurt. Put some berries on top of that, again, with some of those hemp seeds if you've got them, maybe some chia seeds and even just some nuts or sunflower or pumpkin seeds. Again, super fast and not complicated to do. Smoked salmon, well, that can be eaten at any time of day, but especially in the morning, it's, again, super quick with an egg, maybe a whole grain toast or something like that with, if you're going to have a little bit of dairy, then that could look like even a Greek yogurt just plastered on top of it because you've got the uh, probiotics going on in there too. But it's super versatile along with maybe even just some avocado, all a part of this whole Mediterranean diet situation. So, no matter what it is that you decide to do, you know, moving into the rest of the meals for the day, then you're going to be looking at more fish than you think you ever wanted to eat. So that could be tuna. In my book sprout right family food, I've got some great recipes that include fish my favorite one is to just bake a huge piece of salmon and on top of it is some maple syrup with garlic and some dill you just pile that on top put it in the oven for about 15 minutes maybe on a 400 oven and hey presto you've got dinner and then something for lunch the next day that salmon I'll also put into frittatas just pile that on top. There's another recipe in my book for that too. So there's actually a lot of the recipes in my book if you need some more ideas than what I've given you right now that are very Mediterranean. Because I think as I was going through this episode and doing putting together my thoughts for this, this is truthfully pretty much how I eat. And if you've ever uh, been to a restaurant with a nutritionist, you know that. Well, not that we've done that lately, but you know that the first thing you're going to do is look at what on earth is is he or she ordering down at the end of the table. And if you're far enough away, sure, you can still order the wings and not feel guilty. But you know, when people look at me and they say, "Oh, what's she having?" <laughs> Probably going to be something along the lines of something like this, you know, a nice big healthy salad, or some chicken with some veggies on the side. Something super easy, super roasted. Drizzle on that oil, because boy oh boy, doesn't fat taste the best?
0: <laughs> wait, 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 does it? Would it not? Drive, does it not drive you nuts? When you go out with somebody and you've got your your lovely baby kale salad with the cut up chicken on it, maybe a, a smoked salmon or whatever yep. it is you've got. And they're like, yeah, so I'll have the um uh the full rack of of barbecue ribs, please. Uh, extra sauce. Uh, we'll follow yep. that up with uh, two large uh, baked potatoes. If you could smother that in sour cream, bacon and chives, that'd be great uh, if we could follow that up. Maybe we'll start, you know, let's start. With some chicken and waffles, you know what? Let's do that. We'll do a nice <laughs> appetizer of chicken and waffles. Do you ever say anything? That's sh- that should be the question. Do you say something to them?
1: No, no, I don't.
0: You don't. Nope. You don't you never just step up and go. You realize what you're eating. You no. may not make it out of the restaurant. I could, if you want, I'll dial nine one on my phone, and then when it when the heart attack hits, I'll hit the other one.
1: You don't yeah, something you don't, like that. You don't do that. Not unless they've asked, because it's you know it's intimidating. <laughs> eating with a nutritionist sure. and and a lot of the time when people find out i'm a nutritionist the conversation starts right <laughs> like i get i get it all i get it all and sometimes i don't really want to say what i do because then the questions start right. just like what is the perfect diet what should i be eating What, you know, I think it's this, I heard this, I read that is the wheat belly book really all it's made out to be, you know, should I be giving up gluten, and then they sit down and they, you know, that could be that's happened a lot, actually, you know, should I give up gluten, and then they do go and order the chicken waffles. And I just think, (laughs) you're not clearly not quite there yet. Right? (laughs) 'Cause you just ordered in the waffles and we've just had a discussion about about the uh about the gluten. Everyone is at such a different stage. And I think because especially during COVID, we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen people to know. And I'm just kind of trucking along doing my more Mediterranean style diet, um, except for the shortbread, so. That's my that's like my cinnamon buns to you, Chris. So because I still have my my white uh, white flower shortbread, which has sugar sprinkled on the top and I'm not going to give them up. So, you know, I do practice what I preach here. Then I'm not really sure what other people are doing right now because you don't ever we don't get to go to people's homes to see the kind of things that they typically that they typically eat. You know, I feel a little, a little isolated in knowing what other people have got going on. And, you know, at the end of every episode, I say, come on, you know, tell me what's going on for you. Let me know what's going on. Not that I'm not speaking to my clients, but also because we're just not out and about yet, like we used to be to kind of see what is the newest thing. You know, I don't think that there's any new trends like charcoal ice cream that's going on out there in the world because we aren't really going out so much in the world just yet. So with that said, I really hope that, you know, I know I lured you in with the perfect diet as the headline. I hope that this has just given you maybe uh, the opportunity to give yourself a pat on the back if you're thinking, yeah, half my plate is already pretty piled high with veggies. And then I've got some protein going on there. I've got some fat and oh my gosh, I love my olive oil. And if that's something that you're doing already, all right, that's a win. And if it's something that you're not doing already, then I hope that you've got enough tips here so that you can start to make one change at a time. Don't feel like it's a failure. Just say, I know this is typically what I do. It's the ice cream, you know, for dessert every day or whatever that looks like, whatever that is is that's, that's your particular thing. I'm saying that because I know that that's Chris's thing, that he loves his ice cream. <laughs> then, uh, then you just take one more step forward. Go and have an extra glass of water. Go and try for breakfast all those berries, frozen or otherwise, with that Greek yogurt or find something else that you really enjoy and start reading those labels and see where sugar comes into your favorite food. And next time, go and buy something else. This is not a hard right situation. This is creating a life style that means that you not only have a long and healthy life but you feel good while you're living it not having to take pills for the high blood pressure or uh or anything else that you don't really you don't really want to or never really thought you'd find a situation where you thought that you find yourself in
0: and you talk about the mental game do you ever notice that when you're on vacation you feel yeah like a million bucks Yep. Right. And all of a sudden, like my body doesn't change in a matter of days between the moment that I decided to go on vacation and the the, the day that I'm on vacation. Nothing's changed. Yeah. But I get out there in a vacation mode in the sun, yep. my time yep. in my hand. Uh, I've probably had a little too much at the all you can eat buffet. Yeah. But off comes the shirt. You start tanning a little bit. You feel the warmth of the sun on your skin and all of, and you just feel like a million dollars. And I know people that go on vacation, at least they say, and suddenly they don't need to take some of the medication that they're currently on, right? right? Suddenly they're not getting the uh, acid reflux. Suddenly their, their bones aren't aching quite as much as they were. Suddenly yep. they're, they're mental, right? The Prozac doesn't get, doesn't uh, come out at the end of the night. Yep. It is yeah. amazing what happens when you're on vacation, right? Yeah. And you don't
1: necessarily eat
0: all that well on a vacation.
1: <laughs> not, but, not always. But physically,
0: no. you feel really good. And you know what? That's connected to the mental side of it because you mentally, yes. you're in a good place.
1: It is so different. And and while we talk so much about food, the nuts and bolts, the nutrients, the antioxidants, the superfoods, and all of those kind of things, I hope that all listeners take away that this is, like I said, one piece of the pie, right? One piece of the healthy pie, because where you're at with your mind, where you're at, you know, I, I get a lot of headaches. And when I'm talking to to my coach, which I do every week, she said, well, how much have you been worrying this week? How much is your mind thinking this week? And I'm like, oh, right. Yes. Right. Could my headache be because I'm overthinking so much and it's not actually to do with a glass of wine that I didn't have because I thought I'd end up with a headache? There's so much to it. So the eating aspect of this is only one piece. And you're exactly right, Chris. As soon as you change your state, as soon as you change your surroundings, as soon as you get to a place where you're not focusing on the headache, on your mood, on the this, something that can just sort of take your mind off of things, it sometimes is the best medicine, even better than eating all the superfoods under the sun.
0: So something we should add to the Mediterranean diet list, Is all those wonderful foods you know these are the foods you can't eat these are the foods you can't eat but the mediterranean diet should be eaten in the mediterranean
1: (laughs) yes please
0: (laughs) when you get the chance sign me up get on a plane off you go to the mediterranean trust me it'll work
1: yes Thank you so much as always for tuning in today and if you've got any comments or any suggestions, any diets that you want us to to delve deep into or anything else, recently I've heard from someone that wants me to get into non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which has been on the list. I'm just finding the right person to interview for that because it is a fascinating situation. So thank you so much for reaching out for that reach out on social media on Leanne Philipson or Sprout Right channels because I'll always find find that and respond to you there please eat this one mouthful at a time this is a time when I really really mean it